Let's pray the Lord and good morning from Faith Restoration Ministries and Chicago Theological College. We are so happy to be here. Believe me, I am happy to be here. And the song we just played here to open up our, our program is Guide Me, O the Great Jehovah. And really, we need this guidance this morning. The topic that we will be bringing uh, from our word, the word today is deceiving and being deceived. So indeed, we need God to guide us. Let us pray. Father, we give you thanks. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. We thank you for the privilege of being in your presence another time. Recognizing, dear Lord, that there, there are deceivers out there. Many are deceiving and many are being deceived. But God, you have kept us. And we thank you for the keeping power of the precious Holy Spirit. May you guide this instrument and speak through me as your oracle. Touch hearts, cause them to stop and think what they are listening to, what they are doing, and whether it pleases you. May you bless us again. We bind all demonic force, come against all. We plead the blood of Jesus Christ upon your word, Lord. We overcome the enemy by the word of our testimony and by the blood of Jesus Christ. We thank you. In Jesus' name. You can find us in rather at www.frministry.org. I'm going to go right into the message right now, and then I'm going to ask one of our listeners, so, or you know her very well, Minister um, to close off, and whatever the Lord lays on her heart. Our, our, the song we sang just now, as I said, is Guide Me, O the Great Jehovah. When we look in the words today, when we listen, we hear the news, we probably read the news, we watch on various uh, electronic devices and we're seeing, we're reading, we discuss, we listen to one another, and we reason things out for ourselves. But you know, the Word of God can't, no matter how you try to say well, that the Bible is ancient, it's outdated, no one should believe the Bible, you better believe the Bible. It's the only word on the face of this earth today you can say and take it for first and face value. The Bible. Yes, the Bible is the only book you can take as face value. In Second Timothy 3 and 13 it says, But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse deceiving and being deceived. Truly, it is not difficult to notice that this word is evident in all areas of life today, regardless of the position, the beliefs, or interests of, interest of many people. You cannot trust politicians, and many Christian leaders, you cannot trust them, especially those who don the title apostle. Yes, a lot of Paul's apostles are going around, people going around calling themselves apostles. When you ask them, how did you come to be an apostle? They can't tell you. What is an apostle? What's the function of an apostle? They don't know. All they know, I'm an apostle. And they go and get these, have these elaborate ceremonies with all the might, just like the Roman Catholic Church, all the gowns and the this and the that all the paraphernalia, and when you put them to the test, 
every one of them fall through the privacy. He said they have nothing to hold them up. They're like wet paper bags. Let me say here today, if God called you into the apostles' ministry, you don't need a label. All you need to do is carry out what he wants you to do. Deceivers are being deceived. Many people, I remember someone said something, made a comment pertaining to those televangelists or who are um, squeezing money from people. I made a comment, but someone said, oh, well, it's their time. It's time for certain preachers' time. It's their time now. Deceived and being deceived. Deceiving and being deceived. They're all out there, inside, outside the church. People tell you, well, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that, and I can do this, and I will do this for you and that. When they come to the test, oh, yes, you have many prophets out there. Send me, this is not something someone told me, what I've heard, I've seen. Send me $30, and I will send you a prophetic word. That's not a prophet. That's a, that's a, what do you, fortune teller or somebody, whatever you call them. That's a psychic operating in the church. As a minister, deceiving and being deceived, because the devil deceived them and say, "Oh, I'll give it to you. you have the word. You have the word. Just tell them this, tell them that, and you can still be a minister." Oh, yes. Let me say here, Satan is having a great time in the church and outside the church. Well, you better believe it. There are demons all around. If you know, while I was praying, I think or thinking sometime last week. I look at something and I said to myself, demons are having a free flow right now inside and outside of the church. There are so many false apostles, false teachers, false, listen, you name it. The Jezebel spirit is rampant in the churches today, especially in this 21st century new church age. I was thinking about it recently. Yes, I spent a lot of time concerning the church. I've been in the church a long, long time. And the changes that I've seen, I have changes to make people better, but it is sending down into the very bosom of hell. They are the ones that Jesus is going to say, I never knew you. Matthew chapter 7, look at verse 23, somewhere there. I never knew you. But Lord... He's going to say, I still don't know you. You better know what you believe. You better know whom you're following. You better know the word. Know Jesus Christ for yourself. Don't follow no so-called apostle or someone with titles. Titles mean nothing. Listen, I go by the title of Dr. Barber. Believe you me, that's my profession because of my profession as a counselor but nothing else, not as a minister. I am still just Sister Barbara or the Minister Barbara. That's who I am. That's why I have to say, guide me, O oh, great Jehovah, pilgrim through this barren land, for I am weak, but you are mighty. Hold me with your powerful hand. Bread of heaven, I still want to be fed every day. I need the living water every day. 
but it continues to spring out of me. I can help others. Jesus spoke a parable and he said, Can the blind lead the blind? Shall they not both fall into the ditch? Let me read it again. Can the blind lead the blind? Shall they not both fall into the ditch? Is it any wonder that Paul wrote the word, deceiving and being deceived? He said, but even men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. It is true. Many are being deceived. They are deceivers. And they are being deceived by the things that are going around around them. Can the blind lead the blind? You know, it is sad when you think that even the church today we are blind people, spiritually blind. Why? Then Jesus said to take the scriptures and look in them. He says, search them in John, one of the portion of John there. He said, go search the scriptures and see what it says there about me. Many, not only about Jesus Christ, but how he teaches. Can the blind lead the blind? Shall they not both fall in the ditch? Luke chapter 6 and verse 29. It would be good to really take, take a moment and look for these scriptures yourself because it's easy for someone to, um, to say something and you're saying, well, I don't think that's in the word. It is in the word. Luke 6 and verse um, 39. It says, where Jesus asked the question, can the blind lead the blind? If you have false prophets out there, false prophets, false apostles and false leaders, you know, a few years ago, what I used to hear was very popular, prophetess, prophetess, prophetess. Everywhere you turned, everyone manifest, she was a prophetess. Oh, I'm a prophet, you know. And I would stand back and watch them. Let me stay here. You don't have to tell anyone you're a prophet. You do realize Elisha and Elijah and all the others did not go around telling, and Holder didn't go around telling people that they were prophets. People found them. Oh, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. People found them saints. They didn't go parading and having walking with a label and with a special strut like the turkeys or peacocks. They were humble. They hardly told anyone they were prophets. Others talk about them that they were prophets. You remember even Ahab, when he had a need, when they came to a place where they had no water. It's in the Old Testament. I don't even want to look for it right now. It was not in my, in my message. I said, is there no prophet among us? They said, yes, we have Elisha. It was Elijah at that time. Then when the woman in First Kings um, chapter 6 is the first or second Kings. I'm not looking for it. You'll find it. But chapter 6. We talk about the widow woman. 
when they come to take her two sons and put them into slavery because she go, that I got him from them. Debtors, my God, the creditors were coming after you. And she decided, no, not my two sons. And she went herself to Elisha. He said, what do you have in your home? That's what prophets are about. You don't have to go around telling people, oh, I'm a prophet. Oh, I'm, I'm an apostle. Do the work of an apostle. Do the work of a prophet. You don't have to say, you don't have to announce yourself. Your work will speak for you, and that's another scripture too. Your work will speak for you. God is a good God. He stands by his people. And when he calls you into service, he does not leave you alone. He is there with you. God is there with you. He will never leave us nor forsake us. He says he will be with us, with us, wherever we go. The wife was second, in 2 Kings chapter 4. It says, you know, there cried a woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets unto Elisha, saying, The serve thy servant, my husband is dead, and thou knowest that my servant did fear the Lord, and the creditor is come to take unto him my two sons to be bond men. Verse 2, Elisha said unto her, What shall I do for thee? Tell me, what hast thou in the house? And she said, Thine handmaid hath not anything in the house, save a pot of oil. And you can read the balance of the story. How through God's power in this true prophet worked a miracle we can, that we have read today. It's there. Go read it yourself in Second Kings chapter 4. Let me say here today, when you're an apostle, you will do the work of an apostle. Paul proved himself to be an apostle he said, um, he talks about the signs of an apostle was in him. And I'm going to read that for you today. You know, it really irks me when I hear people going, hey, I'm a, and they want you to call them apostles. They want you to. Second um, Corinthians 12 and 12 um, tells, let me read this here for you. Gave it to in my in my, um, my something really uh, moved on me this morning to talk about this, to talk about being deceiving and being deceived. Hear what Paul said in Second Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 12. Surely the signs of an apostle were wrought among you in all patience in signs and wonders and mighty deeds. He's talking about himself, the signs of an apostle. Some of them Ask them what an apostle is. They don't even know much more to tell you what the signs of an apostle is. Ask some of them about the foundation of Christianity, and they don't know the six doctrinal foundations of Christianity. But they're apostles, and they have these big ceremonies. Let me say here. God will get his glory in you, in any one of us, when we surrender to his will, put aside falsehood, put aside deception, stop seducing other people, telling them you're this and you're that and you know you're not, 
read the scripture. Here it says in 2 Timothy 3 and 13, but evil men, you know, when you go around with false labels, you're evil. You're a seducer. You're a deceiver. Yeah. It's not the word is here. I'm not the one saying it. Even men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. That's how Paul described people who wear titles that do not belong to them. Is it any wonder then? Go back to what Jesus said. And he spoke a parable unto them. Can the blind lead the blind? Shall they not both fall into the ditch? Is it any wonder then that Paul says, both the deceiving, the deceiver then and the deceived will certainly perish. They're only going to get worse and worse. And listen, one good thing about this, there is still hope for repentance if you will humble yourself. You see, a lot of these people who go around calling themselves apostles and prophets and God knows what next. The next, thing, the next step of the ladder is Jesus. Yes, they'll be calling themselves Jesus. You better believe it. You better believe it. Jesus warned about these things, you know. He warned about it. You know, um, you don't take anything. You don't take it by surprise, you know. Maybe some of us may become surprised at these things that happen in the church. But listen, um, nothing surprises him because he knew about these things that they would have happened a long time. Um, hear what he says in Mark, in Mark chapter 13 and verse 6. For many shall come in my name. Listen, saying, I am Christ and shall deceive many. We're talking about deceivers today. The same way they can say they're Christ, they can say, I am an apostle, I'm a prophet, but they're deceivers because many of them do these things to get the almighty dollar that they worship. Let me say here, when it comes to truth and reality, you are going to find it in the Word. The Word of God stands and cannot be defeated. It's been here before I came on the scene, before you came on the scene, and even after we have left this scene, so long as Jesus tarries, the Word will still be here. Follow the Word of God. Listen to God's preacher, the ones who bring you the Word, who tells you that Sin is sin, and it will take you into the bosom of hell. Don't mind those humanistic preachers who are telling you, it's all right, God understands. Yes, it is true, God understands, but he still wants us to repent. Do not be deceived. Hear what Galatians 6 says. Oh, my goodness, I didn't even have this in the scriptures. Hear what the, um, Galatians 6, it tells us here, and it is so emphatic. For those deceivers out there, those who are being deceived. He says, verse 7, be not deceived. Be not deceived. Don't let others lead you astray. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man sows, that shall he also reap. Verse 8 says, for he that sows to his flesh, shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that sows to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. 
title or you have a title because you want to be seen of men to be known and to enter certain doors that God himself may not even want you to enter, then you are sowing to the flesh. But if you, through obedience and honor to God, submit yourself in humility and obedience to God, he will take you places that you never dreamed you would have been. And above all, there's a mansion being prepared for you if you remain faithful to him. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man, whatsoever a man sows, that shall he also reap. Let me say here this morning, you do not have to be deceived. You do not have to live in that, that kind of life because you want to be seen and heard of men. Wherever God wants you to be, he will take you there. Whatever he wants you to be, he will work through you. No man can stop you when God has given you the open door. Do not be deceived. Do not live the kind of life where you learn to, you, you seduce others. People may think that seducing others is all physical. No, there are other forms of seduction. Be here. Turn on your, to some of these TV stations where you have religious teachings, so-called, well, teachings, because at times the teachings are very, very good. But some of them, they all, they profess it with, with the dollar. In the middle is dollar, and at the end is dollar. Send, send, send. Evil men as abusers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. But if you allow God to guide you, praise God. The psalmist said, guide me, O thou great Jehovah. Allow him to guide you. Say, Lord, lead me. Am I in the right place? Is this where you want me to go to church? Should I be listening even to this woman, Lord? Should I be listening to her? Is she speaking the truth? This is why I love to use the scriptures. At times I remember them, but I make sure I go and look for them. You know why? I don't want when I when you leave here, you did not understand something. You don't know if it's in the scriptures. I want you to go and search it for yourself, just like what Jesus said. Search the scriptures. Amen. You know, it's important. Search the scriptures. Find out if what you're hearing is true. Make sure that what you've heard, what you've read, is really what the Word of God says. John 5 and 39 Let's look at this where Jesus said it. Because, uh, as I said, John 5 and 39, hear what it says. I hope that you're making note of these scriptures because hear what he said. Am I at John, oh, I'm at John 6. <laughs> Previous chapters. John 5 and verse 39. Here we go now. Search the scriptures. This is Jesus speaking to the people. Search the scriptures, for in them ye think ye have eternal life, and they are they which testify of me. If you don't believe what I'm saying, search the scriptures I have given you today. Search them. And inasmuch as many Bibles do differ, we have some new Bibles today, the language may be different, but I hope that the essence and the message will be the same, that even though they may change the wording, that they have not changed the power of the word and the message that is being brought to, to, to the reader. 
Some people do not care. You know, even though they are being led by blind men and they are stumbling. Yeah, even though they are being led by seducers and evil people, they don't mind. They don't care. And for that reason, they are oblivious of what is evident around them. They can't see because they're blind. They're blind by false prophecies, false promises, gifts, positions, titles. Indeed, there are some very blind people who are leading others whose eyes are just as darkened as their own. Again, the scriptures ask, can the blind lead the blind? Shall they not both fall into the ditch? Whom are you following today? Who is your leader? I want to encourage you. What the word of God says. You want to know if what you're hearing is true? The Bible teaches us to test the spirit. Test the spirit. Hear what 1 John 4 and 1 says. It says, Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. You know what he's saying these false prophets are? Hear what Paul said. They are evil men and seducers. They deceive and are being deceived. These are the false prophets, the false um, apostles and false leaders, title holders. That's what they are. He said, don't believe every spirit. Many of them just come in to get what you have, find out how to get where you are. They rob you and they go. And it's only when they have gone that the Holy Spirit ministers to you and tells you this person was not what you thought him or her to be. But you know what I thank God for? Sometimes it's after they've gone, after they have dropped their mess and messed up the lives of people that you realize, you know, sometimes I believe God hides some things from us for a reason. And afterward, he will reveal to us, you know, manifest those persons to us and, and tell us who they really are. It's only after they have gone, you know, that he will sometime will reveal to us and say that person. Or hear what it says. Let me read something here in First John chapter two and verse nineteen. When they have gone, he said, "We're talking about the antichrist now, the seducers, the evil men and deceivers." He said they went out from us. They know the scriptures, but they corrupt the scriptures. And this is my word now. They corrupt the scriptures. They defile the word. And so in 1 John 2, 19, it says, They went out from us, but they were not of us. For they had been of us. They would no doubt have continued with us. But they went out that they might be made manifest that they were not all of us. You need to read that scripture again. We're talking about evil men and seducers. Here John calls them antichrist in verse 18. Be careful 
of those whom you're following, those you're listening to, those who say they're giving you spiritual education, spiritual doctrine, spiritual leading, spiritual teachings, who are these people? You know? Jesus saw them. He knew all about them. Because nothing was hidden from him. And he warned the people. They should not do what those people did. You know, because it is not that for many, nevertheless, it's not so much that many of them, you know, um, that what they're saying is correct, is incorrect, I should say, because there are times when they really do go, you know, they study the word and they, they expound the word and so forth, but their actions are different. That's a problem. Their actions are different. See? But hear what Jesus said in Matthew 23. You know, let me say here, the Bible is really has an answer for everything. Hear what Jesus said. As I said earlier, it's not that everything that they teach is wrong. It is what they do. They do not follow their teachers. They're deceivers. They will tell you do this, but they don't do it. So Jesus said in Matthew 23 and 3, All therefore, whatsoever they bid you observe, that means what is true. That observe and do, but do not ye after their works, for they say and do not. Read that for yourself. Matthew 23 and verse 3, because I got in the notes and I uh, published the, the, um, the blog in a little while. It will not be in there because these scriptures came while I was talking. So today, in closing, I want to remind us all to be careful. Be careful of whom we're following. What we're following. Is it true? Who said it? Can it be, can it be confirmed by scriptures? Remember what the word says. Deceiving and being deceived. Second Timothy 3 and verse 13. But when you read the verses all the way from verse 1 to 13, verse 1 tells you about the perilous times. We are in perilous times. If you have not noticed, then it is time for you to pay attention. We are living in perilous times. And it is time for the church to wake up. Ministers of the gospel start teaching and doing. So the people who follow you will not stumble because you're blind and they're blind. Teach the word. Preach the word. Teach the word and live the word. Don't live one thing and preach another. Can the blind be the blinded? If you're in a church today or any time you're listening to this broadcast and you're not satisfied, maybe it's the nearest church to your home. You remember what Jesus said. 
Observe what they teach if it is right, but don't do as they do. Because when all is said and done, you will be responsible for everything that you do. You're responsible. Today I thank God for the word, and we have our sister, um, our minister, young minister here, Amen. Sister Devine, who will be um, giving your closing remarks. And listen, let me say here, if you want to reach us, you want to be part of our Sunday broadcast or prayer meeting on Monday, Wednesday, or Saturday, we try not to overtax people because people work, you know? And just let us know. You can call us at 678-964-0096, or you can reach us at 770-347-8320, or go to our website, send us an email, or even check the website for our online college, Chakina Theological College, www.frministry.org. I must say to you that for the beginning from now up until this, this is Sunday, November 28th, until December December 7th, which is a Tuesday, we are having um, specials on our tuition. Look, we recognize what is happening in the world and society today. Things are happening, and many people have been called by God, but many try to defer their calling because there are other things that are pressing. Listen, if God has called you, put him first. Trust him to work miracles. Come right now. Call us. Leave us a message. We will get back to you. Complete and fulfill your calling on the Lord. Tuition reduction. Come on. Now is the time. And, Father, I just want to thank you for the word. May you bless our sister as she comes now. In Jesus' name, Minister, Minister Devine, you're on. Thank you, Dr. Thank you, oh God, about deceiving and being deceived. And I couldn't help but think about what I see this popularity all of a sudden of apostles and prophets. That's become a thing now where everybody's a prophet. Everybody's an apostle. And what they are selling is I give you a word, you pay me for it. That's basically what they're doing. Because they have their meetings or their services, and God is telling them for you to give them this money, certain amount of money. A lot of them who have become so popular now, what they do, they are selling so much stuff. As a matter of fact, you have to make an appointment to get a word from them. And... And the appointment comes with a price. You have to pay them. Anything under five hundred dollars, you're not getting here in a word from God. No, God is upset with these things because He said, "Freely you receive, freely give." If God has given you, you know, I went into a service some time ago, and this individual proclaimed prophecies and. I thought to myself, if God has a word for you, I don't have to pay you to get that word if you're operating solely by the Spirit of God. 
Because when the, the Spirit of God moves upon you, that's when you speak. You don't plan a word for somebody. You don't instantaneously. Yes, just get a word because I asked you for a word. No. And so I read a book some time ago. This man himself was a pastor. And he desired for his church to be packed like, like other pastors in, in, in that region where he lived. And he made friends with them because he wanted to know what they were doing and he wasn't doing. And it turned out that they were turning to other sources. So a lot of these mega pastors and self-proclaimed prophets and you name it, what they want to call themselves, they are using other sources. They are not working by the Holy Spirit. They are using other spirits. And they are conjuring up information, especially when you go to these big meetings that you have to sign up for and you have to put your name and sometimes defer a request. And they pass on the information to them and they go there. They, have, they, they usually prophesy the people who are always close by in the front. Everything is so strategic. And they're giving you your name. Oh, you're so-and-so. You live at so-and-so. You have a child named so-and-so. God didn't give them that. So that, that's information they got from what you gave them. You put that information out there, and they are bringing it to you in the service as if, and I'm telling you, Revelation 2.2 2 says, I know thy work and thy labor and thy patience, and although canst not bear them which are evil, and thou hast tried them which say they are apostles and are not. And I found them liars. Jesus was speaking to the church in Ephesus. Right? And this is this is us right now. We are seeing these people who are saying they are prophets, but they are liars. They are lying from the pit of hell. And God is going to judge them. We as a church, we need to wake up. If you have a personal relationship with God, you don't need nobody to tell you what God is saying. You pray, you ask God, and he gives you the answer. And he'll send someone to confirm this word. So if you go in the midst of an apostle, so-called apostle or prophet, they should be only saying what God already spoke to you about, what you prayed about. And God says so-and-so, they confirm out of the blue, they say, God is telling me that so-and-so, because it happened to me. Amen. Years ago, I was praying about a certain situation in my life. I didn't pray openly, nobody knew. And I remember I went to church, and the pastor started speaking in tongues when she laid her hands on her We were all at the altar. And she started to interpret what she was saying, what God downloaded in her spirit. And nobody knew but me and God. That's how God works. That's how you know a true prophet. That's how you know when he speaks in your spirit. Something that's not new, but so that's what is something in spirit. They're coming up with your names, they live over there. They, you know, information that they can even Google you. Google your name. And they pick up your address on your phone number, and that, that's what they're prophesying. Generic words, generic information. Oh, God is going to bless you today. God says he's going to bless you with this. 
God says he's going to hear your body says you're looking at your feet or you made a, a sick request. A, a healing request. And then they charge you so much money for that. I remember my sister who passed once she went to this um, so-called prophet. And he, he said, um, you know, he had to get to make an appointment so he gives her one-on-one word. She said she was so shocked. When she heard how much money she had to pay to hear what he had to say, I'm telling this church we have to wake up. They are liars. They're not working for God. They're working for the devil. Because when you work for the devil, you have to pay up. He doesn't give you anything free. There is a price to be paid. Whether he's going to take your life, your children's life, somewhere you got to pay up. And a lot of these so-called prophets, they have all these paraphernalia selling. They're selling cross, they're selling pillows, they're selling shawls, they're selling all kinds of stuff. But not knowing that they are not, those, those are spirits, spells are cast on those things. And they can't help but, but keep going back. Mm. Keep going back. That's all they're doing to you, causing you to come back. I have a dear friend who was a pastor, and I was so disappointed when she told me she went to see this, this, this so-called prophet in the Bahamas. Mm-hmm. I was shocked to know that she went not once, but three times. And she brought someone else because this woman had told her something that she, she, she believed was happening. And I'm saying to myself, you are in charge of a flock of sheep. And you are going to somebody else to tell you what God said. And not to pay the person who. I said the devil is a liar. So I'm just saying to each and every one who are listening. Know God for yourself. If you have a personal relationship with God. You don't need no mediator between you and God. You don't have to pay nobody a dime. Hear what God has to say to you. Humble yourself before God. Confess your sins. Ask God for whatever you want. He's there. He's listening. He's waiting. You don't need nobody to tell you what God has to say because you're God not in malice. If you have a relationship with him, you talk to him yourself, and he'll send the answer. And it won't cost you a penny. It won't cost you a dime. It won't cost you anything but your obedience to God. And so I just want to say that for anyone out there who are without Christ, who feel lost, who feel so forlorn, a lot of times when it's come, coming on to Christmas, we, a lot of people become so lonely and, and feel lost and feel like nobody loves and cares about them. But I just want to remind you that Jesus cares about everything about you. He loves you, he cares about you, and all he wants is for you to acknowledge him, to seek him while he may be found, to call upon him while he is near. Because guess what? On the day of judgment, he's not coming as no gentle Jesus, meek and mild anymore. He's going to come with fire on his eyes to judge us. And so seek him now. 
seek him now. Seek Christ now while he may be found. Call upon him. Call upon Jesus. Acknowledge that you are far from God. Believe that Jesus died and he rose again. Confess your sins. Confess that Jesus is the Lord of your life. And he will enter in. He will give you peace, his peace, which passes all understanding. He will take care of you. And he'll never let you down. Father, in the name of Jesus, I just thank you right now for the word that went forth. We thank you, Father God, and reminded us that we are to trust no one but you. That we are to examine people come before us who are professing themselves as prophets and apostles. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for reminding us that you are there. We don't need any mediator between us and you. You are right there. If we seek you first, we shall find you. And you'll give us all the answers that we need. Whether you want to tell us, go here, go there, or not go, you will give us instructions, and we don't have to question it. Lord, we thank you, Father God, for this day, for this gathering, Lord God, for those who are listening, those who were touched by the words that were shared today. We thank you, Father God, in Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. Thank God. God always has a way. Our <laughs> uh, sister knows exactly what I'm talking about, I tell you. I sat here and I, I mean, God is indeed a good God. He's a wonderful God. And the way um, God used our um, sister here to complete this message, I'm so glad that he's still speaking. You know, there are many leaders who believe that the platform is all theirs. No one else must speak. No one else hears from God besides themselves. But I thank God for what he's doing here at Faith Restoration Ministries. That's the reason why we invite you. You have a word? Come on in. If, God, if it's God's will for you to speak here, he certainly will allow it, and he will tell us. Amen? So may God bless you, and may you have a wonderful week. Thank you so much, my dear. Thank you, Minister Vivi. Thank you, and may God bless you. Father, we thank you again for the word. We pray, Lord, that even as our sister shared and as the word went forth, Lord, you know the reason why you allow it in this kind of format. You know why, and I thank you for what you've done. Because sometimes, Lord, you show us a way, and everybody wants to go the same way, but you have different ways of causing us to be heard. Because there are those in all over the world, there are so many people from different countries who listen to this word. And we pray. But God, as it goes forth, somebody today will be blessed. If it's one sinner, your word says, Lord, if it's one sinner that is saying there's rejoicing in heaven, that's when there's a great rejoicing in heaven at the birth of a new sinner. So let this word bring a new birth today. Even if it's one, we ask in Jesus' name. Pray for the ears that will listen. You anoint those ears, and though the enemy may come to steal the word, don't allow him to steal the word, because the word is life, and the word talks about you. Remind us, Lord, not to be deceivers or being deceived, but help us to test the spirits 
so that we do not walk as, as blind, being led by blind leaders. In Jesus' name, amen. Bind all demonic force. In the name of Jesus, and all retaliating spirits will come against them to be and plead the blood of Christ against them. In Jesus' name, amen. This was Faith Restoration Ministries and Shekinah Theological College. God is indeed a good God. I was thinking this a couple of days ago that says, Come in here, God willing, and um, we're spare and we're still here till the 20 years. God is a good God. Yes, Faith Restoration Ministries have been going on a long time. And before we came online, and also out of faith was birthed Shekinah Theological College. Many have come and gone, and many will come. May God bless you. If God has spoken to you today, you can send us an email. You can send us a text from 678-964-4096. Our website, again, is www.frministry.org. Want to recognize all our listeners, especially Sister Tashria this morning, and you've heard from her from time to time, and no doubt you'll be hearing from her again. Who knows next Sunday? I don't know what the Lord has. Maybe she'll be the one speaking if she's, able, if she's available. She's not always available, but whatever time she's here, I love to use her. I thank God for her this morning and for all those who tune into the broadcast. God bless you. Until we meet again, this is Faith Restoration Ministries, restoring lives of the inside out of the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And Shekinah Theological College, an online Christian institution, answering to what does the word say. As we said earlier, up until December 7th, we have tuition special. If you have been called by God, here is your opportunity for help. God bless you. Until.